iPhone 13. Same retro future chic designs, same OLED displays, same notch, Dolby Vision cameras, and lightning ports. But with way, way better battery life and 120 hertz ProRes, macro, and 3x telephoto on the pros. But what about iPhone 14? Well, some of that might just be changing for the better and for the worse. So in this video, I'm gonna tell you whether you should just race out and get an iPhone 13 now, 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 or do everything you can to hold out for the iPhone 14 this fall. And the answers, never mind May, they absolutely will surprise you. I'm Renee Rich, thanks to Curiosity Stream with Nebula for sponsoring, where I just kicked off my brand new exclusive studio tour series. Now, let's go. The iPhone 13 has the exact same iPhone 5 inspired design as the iPhone 12, with flat sides that look way cooler, but are just anywhere nearly as comfortable as the old curves. The mini has a 5.4 inch display, the 13 and Pro have 6.1 inch displays, and the Max has a 6.7 inch display, all still notched, although that notch is now a tad narrower. Rumor has it though, that the iPhone 14 will switch from the iPhone 5 style metal wrap design to something closer like the iPhone 4 style glass sandwich, just ever so slightly more retro, but maybe also ever so slightly more comfortable. On the Pro models, those bands might even move from stainless steel to titanium, which would make the whole entire package just a little bit lighter. Combine that with a more efficient A16 chipset and X65 modem, allowing for maybe a smaller battery, maybe making them even a little more lighter. And more on those and the lightning port in a minute. The mini is supposedly being canned, fired, just stark snapped out of existence and being replaced by a decidedly non-mini, but also non-pro version of the Max. No more 5.4 inch model at all, just two tiers of the 6.7 inch model. So if you really want a mini, just go get the 13 mini right now and hold on to it for as long as you can. With all day battery life, it's basically the platonic ideal, just four mini iPhone now anyway. But if you've always had a hankering for a 6.7 inch iPhone, but simply refuse to pay full on pro prices for it, and you don't care at all about ultra high-end displays or premium cameras, you might want to wait for the 14 non-Pro Max unless you can find a really, really good deal on a 13 or 12 Pro Max. So if you like steel and substantial, hefty feeling phones, you might also wanna jump on the 13 Pro now. Whereas if you're all just get a level in love with titanium or holding out, literally holding out for a lighter iPhone Pro, you may need to hold out also literally for the 14 Pro. Likewise, if you hate notches, just hate their breathing guts, multiple reports now suggest that at least the iPhone 14 Pros will be switching to a hole punch instead. So face ID sensors under the display, RGB selfie camera still cut out front and center. If you hate the hole punch even more though, then you better grab a notch while you still can. The iPhone 13 Pro LTPO OLED displays are the absolute best in the business right now with all the 120 Hertz benefits and none of the compromises that plagued earlier competing displays, no decrease in resolution, no loss in color management or high refresh at low brightnesses. They are so good. It's legit hard to see what an iPhone 14 could do to improve on them. That is apart from something like an always on display, like the Apple watch, if the battery life hit isn't too severe, but it's also hard to see what Apple could do to improve the non-pro iPhone displays at this point, aside from adding 120 Hertz promotion, which is so far exclusive to the pros. And I just don't see them doing that until the pros go 240 Hertz, which is probably still a good long way away, at least away, whatever.
Now, maybe I'm just lacking all shades of imagination here, so tell me if I'm missing something and hold out hope if you can wait. But if the display is what's most important to you and you need an iPhone now, you can go ahead and just get an iPhone now. The iPhone 13 cameras are still some of the best in the business as well. And for video, the absolute best, period, exclamation mark. You've got IBIS or in-body image stabilization across all the wide angles now, improved ultra wide angles, macro and 3X telephoto on the pros, and the ability to shoot Pro Raw photos and 10-bit Dolby Vision ProRes videos on those Pro models. Also, cinematic mode for video focus select and depth effect on just all the models. And yeah, I'll get into the whole ProRes over lightning thing in a hella hot minute as well. But the point is, the iPhone has just had terrific everyday cameras under ideal conditions for years now. So what Apple's been focusing on is making them as terrific as possible under less and less ideal conditions lately, and even better for creative pros in every condition. And it sounds like that's what's gonna continue with the iPhone 14 line, especially for the pros, with a 48 megapixel 4X binned wide angle that'll not only take better photos and maybe provide slightly better zoom, but enable 8K and downsampled 4K for the very first time. Now, I've got a whole entire video up diving deep into all the new camera system rumors, and I'll drop a link for it in the description right below the like button. But if none of that means absolutely anything to you, or it does, and you just don't care, then go ahead and grab an iPhone 13, especially an iPhone 13 Pro now, because the camera is fantastic. But if it means just absolutely everything to you, then you should absolutely wait for the iPhone 14, especially the Pro. The A15 chipset in the iPhone 13 and the extra five core GPU version in the iPhone 13 Pro are still a couple generations ahead of everyone else on the planet. Qualcomm has some ex-Apple engineers that might help out in the longer term. Google has the currently very Exynosy tensor that if they stick with it, will get better and better every year. But for right now, today, Apple could cram the A15, never mind into the next SE, but the next next SE, and it would still be world-class. Now, of course, the A16 coming with the iPhone 14 will be even better. The A15 is fabricated or fabbed on TSMC's second generation five nanometer process, but the A16, well, that should be on their next generation four or three nanometer process, which means just even better performance with even better efficiency. How much of each exactly will depend entirely on how Apple spends and saves that new transistor budget. But if they go heavy on efficiency, especially on the GPU side, then it could be really, really good news for hardcore iPhone gamers, given the tiny, tiny thermal envelopes of even the non-mini iPhones. Likewise, the neural engines could see an extra boost thanks to ARMv9 matrix multiplication improvements which will be fantastic for anything machine learning related. And there could also be an increase in RAM and SSD, at least for the pro models, to eight gigabytes and two terabytes respectively. So you could keep more big apps in memory and more big files on device for a price. So if you love you some Apple chips, like even more than you love Pringles or I don't know, Doritos, well, you probably buy every new iPhone every new year anyway. But this iPhone 14 year could be something just over the top extra special. Otherwise, again, the iPhone 13 is gonna be better than everything else on the market and for a good while still, so just buy it will. The iPhone 13 has Qualcomm's X60 5G cellular modem, which is slightly more efficient than the previous X55. Also Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.0, and a U1 ultra wideband spatial positioning chip. The iPhone 14 though, 
should have Qualcomm's X65 5G modem, which will be even slightly more efficienter again. Maybe Wi-Fi 6E, which includes six gigahertz capabilities, but Apple, Apple who usually jumps on new wireless standards faster than JJ Abrams on a beloved sci-fi franchise has been just so uncharacteristically slow about going to 6E. So at this point, I'm only gonna believe it when I see it. Bluetooth just isn't getting much better in general these days, but there are fresh rumors about Apple supersetting it for lossless audio on AirPods, even if it makes Nile's head just explode, or maybe specifically to make it explode. And there's always a chance they'll go from U1 to U2, even if nobody could take all the potential jokes that that would incur, just nobody. So if you're super into radio nerdery and have the towers and routers and everything else ready and waiting to get any actual benefit from the newer modems, then it's certainly worth waiting to get that benefit. But if not, most people won't see much, if any, real difference for another generation or few anyway. The iPhone 13 is Face ID only, like the iPhones 12 and 11 and 10s and 10 before it. There have been a lot of rumors and reports about Apple testing in-display acoustic or ultrasonic fingerprint readers, and they've even shipped power button Touch ID on the iPad Air and now the iPad Mini. But common case designs often cover the power buttons on iPhones, and there's still nothing to suggest in-display fingerprint readers are at all imminent. So despite us now entering year three of the world ending, many places masking up and locking down again, yet again, an Apple Watch being the only workable workaround for the current version of Face ID being less authentication and more frustration, it's even odds as to how or even if Apple will address any of this with the iPhone 14. I mean, unless they can figure out facial geometry scanning that can get sufficient data points to guarantee security without having to include our noses and mouths. But at this point, I'm just not gonna expect anything until I actually see it or unlock with it, whatever. And then yes, lightning. Apple replaced Firewire with the 30 pin dock connector in 2003 only to kill it for the much better eight pin lightning connector in 2012, just under 10 years later. And now September of 2022 will mark exactly 10 years for lightning. So a lot of people, a lot of us are hoping Apple's about ready to repeat history, to kill lightning and once again, replace it with something much, much better. Maybe as soon, hopefully as soon as the iPhone 14, but what exactly? Well, one possibility is lightning too. Same plug that fits millions of existing iPhone accessories nowhere near the complexity of USB-C, but still with much faster charging and data transfer speeds. And yes, the EU would absolutely hate that, but it would be just as absolutely seamless for the vast, vast majority of actual mainstream iPhone users and their CarPlay systems, which I hear about all the time. Another possibility, of course, is USB-C. Same plug as the Mac and now most of the iPads, Never mind almost every other modern gadget made by everybody but Apple. And yes, USB-C isn't getting any younger either, and speeds and power delivery potentials are still just a laughing, crying mess of a boomer emoji, but it would kick the connector can down the road for at least another half decade. And if Apple can somehow cram a Thunderbolt lane and a Thunderbolt controller into A16, every pro trying to pull 4K ProRes off their iPhones might just have a reason to stop cursing and start celebrating, never mind 8K ProRes if that even turns out to be true. Then, yeah, there's the wireless option. Because of all the persistent rumors just flying around about Apple deleting all the ports on an upcoming iPhone or all upcoming iPhones in the near future. And sure, that future is always coming, but never quite arriving. 
but it's probably gonna arrive one day. And according to some more recent reports, Apple's already testing a new, just really ultra fast wireless connection for the watch, which had its diagnostic port deleted just last year. But as we all know, there's just plenty of slip twixt a leak and a ship. So this is also all just stuff I would never, not ever base a buying decision on at this point. Like it's pretty much fanfic. So I mean, if you were desperate for something faster than lightning, which is still stuck at USB 2.0 speeds, it might be worth waiting. But if you're still salty about the headphone jack and paranoid that Apple's gonna take away your last remaining hardline, then you might wanna buy now. And for me personally, I just wanna Thunderbolt all the things like I'm doing with my camera setup, the one I just made a whole entire video about for Nebula. It's part of a new series I'm doing called Studio Tour. This one covers all the gear I use for A-roll, B-roll, top-down, over-the-shoulder, from tripods to cameras to cards to readers, and all the reasons why I use what I use. And you can watch it along with all of my other videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, often with extended and bonus content, and yeah, exclusives and originals bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of an iPhone dongle for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Declaring Martian Law. Yeah, Martian, not martial law, which explores how space is home to crucial resources, important discoveries, and big potential profit. It is the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and just the best damn deal in streaming today. For over 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year, a buck and a quarter a month, and Nebula bundled in for free, just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie and then go watch my studio tour. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this playlist for everything Apple has coming our way in 2022. Just hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.